Tech Fan Podcast number 357. I am Tim Robertson here at MacStock 2018. It is day one. Uh, Dr. Mac, Bob Levitis, has been on stage. I think we're on our, oh, I don't know, third, maybe third person at this point. Third speaker. speaker. So I'm joined uh, here at MacStock by Guy Searle, who is hey. doing the MyMac quiz with me later at 4 o'clock. We've got 45 minutes to give away a whole bunch of stuff, Guy. Yes, we do. So this year is a little different than last year. Um, the formatting is different, but more importantly, Guy came up with most of the questions. I yeah, added a few things. That is there, different. Yeah, that is different. <laughs> I noticed the questions are a lot longer than they were in the past. Yeah, well, I have a tendency to be long-winded. Well, I also cut some of Guy's questions because he popular belief is, I'm like, well, no, you can't, you can't have a yes or a no or a correct answer on a popular belief. It's got to be a, it's this answer. Well, <laughs> so, we, so this is also a little different this year for me, Guy, in that uh, my older daughter, Rachel, is supposedly coming in at some point today. I thought she was going to be here by 8, but she'll be here eventually. They bought tickets, so I know they're showing up. <laughs> uh, but more importantly for right now, anyways, is my youngest daughter, Brooke, is joining us here at the uh, recording studio, if you will, at this messy table. Hi, Brooke. Yeah. Hello. So uh, this is your first kind of conference coming to something like this. First time coming to a conference, something like this, right? Yeah. What do you think so far? Different? Yeah. Is it at all anything like you thought it was going to be? No. What did you think it was going to be? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. It you was... don't really know? Are you having a good time? Yeah. That's the important part. She got this uh, one of those aqua lenses for the iPhone. Yeah. We were playing with that a little while ago. What, an aqua lens? Uh, I know those little aqua things that you put on your phone and you can get the extreme close-ups. Oh, oh, right, the external lens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she got one of those. Because, see, what's going on here, at uh, and it's really expanded from last year, is a swap meet. Right. So people bring in their old stuff and they drop it off. If you want something, pick it up, take it home with you. Except for this box. This box over here is... This yeah. box doesn't count. No. <laughs> well, you are kind of in the swap meet area, so you got to be careful. That I know. doesn't start rifling through your... Uh, your boxes and taking something home, that would probably be a bad thing. It would be. So you found a little lens kit for the iPhone, and it lets you do kind of really extreme close-ups, Guy. I don't know if you – have you ever tried using one you of know, those? You know, I have, and um, I don't remember who made it. It was an earlier – I think it was like when I had a 5 or a 5S, right. something like that. Well, that's what hers is. Okay. And I used it for like once or twice. Go, wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. And then it was like – what am I going to do this for? Yeah. Right? She she coming to Dougie. You liked it, didn't you? Yeah. What did you like seeing? Well, I, the one that she thought was gross was she did a close up of hair on her leg. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait a second. Wait, here, but I thought the girls were supposed to like shave. Yeah, she's shave not her. into shaving her legs. Oh, uh, okay, okay. She she likes keeping the hair the way it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm like super into it myself. Yeah, some people are. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we're going to probably use you during the game show to, to pass the prizes to the people that win. Yeah, yeah. David Cohen did that last year. Uh, did he? Yeah. No, it, was not, it wasn't last year. It was Yeah, last year. Well, I thought that was two years ago. Mm-mm. It was last year that David mm-hmm. was here. Oh, that's right, because he wasn't here or Gaz wasn't here the second year. Right. Is Gaz ever going to come back? I he, hope so. He um, did the one year. Well, I know... He couldn't go the next year because uh, Silverstone, which, you know, he's really into right. F1 racing. So he wasn't able to make it last year. And then, I'm sorry, uh, the year after that, the second year. And then 
I think the third year was like something similar, and then this year, uh, earlier in the year, he, he and his wife bought a new home. Oh, I didn't know which, that. Which, well, in, you know how complicated it is yeah. to buy a home here in the United States. Right. Double that. Triple really? that in the UK. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Hmm. So uh, something about the ownership of land is like a, a real a real thing over in the UK. Right. So... They, um, they become barons, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can, I can totally see Gaz doing that. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, Baron Gaz? Yeah. Oh. No, probably not. Baron Gaz? Baron no. Gaz. Either that or it'd be like some kind of weightlifting. Thing. Yes. Bearing Baring. Gaz. Okay. No, I was, bad. Oh, I was bad. So that's what's going on this year. Yeah, yeah. He just he just didn't have the scratch for it. Now, so, originally, you know Carl Madden, right? You yeah, talked sure. to him? Yeah. He was going to fly into D.C., and then the two of us were going to drive to Maxstock and you know record our wacky adventures right. as we were going but he, he it ended up he couldn't go either so well speaking of recording in your car you have a new thing that you've been doing lately on YouTube yes. and Facebook you're posting up on Facebook as well I believe yeah um, guys drive or guys daily drive guys, which guys isn't daily every drive. day you keep you, you haven't posted them on my Mac in a while though well I I didn't want to like fill it up well not so much that but just not take advantage of it plus for a while, I was like really cranking them out almost every day. Yeah, I remember. And um, I've got the the workflow down pretty well. I, I just use this program called Movie Edit Pro, which you know just to, to chop stuff out and it's got multi track right. and blah 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 blah. Uh, the other thing I did was I got an account with Podbean, so then I take Guys Daily Drive, I convert it over into audio, and then upload that into Podbean, and so that's now in iTunes. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. So if you don't want to go to YouTube to you know watch Guy's Daily Drive. And you can listen to it. Right, right. Now, when you record them, are you cognizant that some people are going to be listening and not watching? No, because I'm mostly cognizant of I have to pay attention to the yeah, fact that, that I'm driving. Yeah, kill people or right. yourself. <laughs> so I, I, I do have a tendency to try to pay more attention. I, I to did get to see else. one that the public will never get to see. No, no, no. The public that will was, never see that That was one. pretty funny. I was a little upset. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who drives quite a bit himself, I can relate to... I took it down. Dumb. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. I took it off YouTube. Probably a good idea. Yeah. I, I, what I was afraid of... Uh, you have a run for office. That might have come back to haunt you. Yeah. And I used some I used some choice, yes. some choice language that uh, I'm not really known for using. No, but, you know... I, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm like, yeah. And you were steamed, but you're not as steamed as I got in the car before uh, you know uh, and you've known me for what 15 years 20 years now 20 years yeah there is not a whole lot no you're pretty mellow that pushes my buttons you're pretty mellow. and i'm i'm a i'm a big person yeah so i try to remain as calm and cool and collected don't want to scare the villagers <laughs> right, right. <laughs> flowers from children and um so I, I try to put out this this persona of of being you know level headed and and not super excitable you know unless it's in a well, funny you were way. A security professionally, so yeah, it's yeah. probably a better attitude than having it is. being a high head. Yeah, just yeah. a guess on my head. Well, unless you're like a bodyguard. Now, right. my son Guy was bouncing at a bar in Boston when he lived there. So bouncing in a bar in Boston. And Say that three more times. No, I will not. And <laughs> Can you do it, Brooke? No. Bouncing in a bar in Boston. Bouncing in a bar Bouncing in Boston. Bar in Boston. Sounds like a At the Dew Drop-In. The place called was called the Dew Drop-In, or the Drop-In. Uh, it was like one of the few late-night 
super late night Boston bars, right. so it was the only place open after all the other places closed down. So half the clientele was pretty lit up by the time they even got yeah, there. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so he had to he had to try to remain calm when being verbally assaulted sure. by just people that are like so drunk that they you know couldn't find their ass with two hands in a map. Right. So you know it, that's helped him quite a bit, but he's also a very large person. large person. Yes. So what do you think of Max Talk so far, Guy? I think there's more people here than last year. I, I was thinking it was going to be less people. It seems to be about the same or maybe even a little bit more. I think there's more people here. When I, when I walked in for Bob Levitas' keynote, because mm-hmm. I was sitting next to you two guys, I was looking around and it was like, you know, last year... It was pretty barren. There were not many people in the upper part right. of the auditorium. And this year, like, about three-quarters of the lower part was filled up. And probably about half of the upper part was filled up. So I think that there's a significantly more people here this year. Yeah, you could be right. It's going to be a good thing for us because we've got a lot of stuff to give away. We do. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, basically, if, if, if we call your name and you can stand up, we're going to throw a prize at you. Yeah, Brooke's going to aim it right at their head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, She's get, mean. You need, like, a slingshot. So yep. That's right. She's young, though. She can definitely walk it a lot easier <laughs> than you and I. So it looks like the session just let out, so we should probably wrap this up going to get a little bit loud here in a minute so yeah. guy thanks for being on this uh episode of tech band we're going to come back later um i don't know if i'm going to record more here some of the hotel and have brooke more on the show or something but we will uh we'll be back in a little bit so we got uh, another little segment here for tech fan 357 and I, you know i talked earlier about um my other daughter showing up as you guys know you already listened to the first segment where i had brooke on now I've got my other daughter, <laughs> Rachel. Hi, Ray. Hi. So Rachel is um, probably one of the... I, I would think you might have the distinction of you and your other sister, Brittany, mm-hmm. as being some of the youngest podcasters at the time. Because, of course, I was podcasting right at the dawn of podcasting. Yeah. And you were on some of those very early episodes. In fact, Guy's over there doing a MyMac podcast where he's going to be. And uh, you were on the MyMac podcast before he was. Yeah, a really long time ago. I don't remember specifically what we talked about. You talked about some uh, pop-up games that we had back in the day oh, right. on the iMac. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. I, it was mostly about games or something like that. Yeah, like you would have us play certain games and then we would yeah, you come did on reviews. and talk. Yeah. yeah, it was kid reviews. Like kid, kid, yeah. Kid Young kids, kids because you were probably yeah. eight. Little. It was before Brooke was born, so well, like figure seven it to was probably uh, 2005. So that mm-hmm. would have been 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Then that was after Brooke was born. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brooke, what year were you born, Brooke? 2003. Three. Oh, so pod, I didn't start podcasting, and podcasting was invented in 2004. Right. And that's when I started podcasting. So. It just feels longer. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> It's uh, so you drove down here to Maxstock. What? Why did you come down to Maxstock? Uh, to see you. <gasps> I feel special. You got a guy over there on an Android phone. Who's yes. that? Yes, uh, that's my boyfriend, Michael. You come on over and get on the show if you want, Michael. <laughs> sure. So, so uh, you might want to step over here more. Get right in front of the microphone. So, are you into uh, technology? A uh, decent amount. Yeah. Yeah. Not as much Max, but more PC. Yeah, technology. So like this, this show is called Tech Fan. That okay. I do. It's, it's not called Mac Show. Yeah. And I'm into tech. So you're into video games and stuff like that. For I, sure. Now, David and I, uh, my co-host, have done... 
quite a few shows focusing on video games in the technology world. Um, I like the retro stuff, but of mm-hmm. course I've got all the modern stuff as well. But if I'm just going to sit down and play a game, my heart generally goes to the retro stuff. You know, I want to play a game of Dig Dug or Burger Time or something like that. You get home from work, Rachel stops bugging you. <laughs> what, what games are you playing? Uh, well, recently I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, so mm-hmm. I would say normally I'll go to like newer games. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about it today, like especially with Steam, there's so many like games that take aspects from like older games, like retro games, right? Um, or even just like the graphics or like old style, like you know people don't have to spend a lot of money. Sixteen bit and yeah. thirty two bit type mm-hmm. games, exactly. And people can don't have to spend a lot of money and play like make like, a really interesting there's game. There's that one game that you're playing yeah. about, Papers, Papers Please. Please, yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen uh, screenshots of it. I've never actually played it. Yeah, so it's you're just very, like working. Yeah. yeah, you're working like border control for a Slavic nation. Cool. And um, each day they Does give it you make more Slavic rules. great again? It, of, of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. Um, and it, the rules just get like, there's more papers that you have to look at and you have to try to get uncertain... I mean, you average like 12 people a day. Yeah. But the more rules, the more time you spend with more people. Like, eventually, we didn't get to this ending, but like, at one point, they give you a gun because you have to like defend. To, like, defend. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So, you pay attention when he's playing games. I do. Yes. Yeah. Now, see, here's the thing technology has always been part of the geek culture of the mm-hmm. world. So, they kind of go hand in hand. That's just one of the reasons that David and I talk about so many pop culture things, geeky things, is because it all kind of falls under this big, larger tech umbrella that, at least in our own minds, and that's good enough since I own the show. <laughs> um, you kind of grew up a, a geeky girl. I did, yeah. I mean, you were into geeky stuff b- before it was cool to be into geeky yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. Do you, yeah. think, do you think that served you well in your life? I think it has. I think... How old are you now? I'm 24. Okay. I knew that. I was just for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, being around it, I feel like the more you're invested in the nerd culture, geek culture, whatever, the more you want to explore and learn things. Um, And, you know, I like... One of my favorite shows is Doctor Who. Yeah. And with that, I mean, I I haven't finished the book, but I got a book about the science behind Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And it's... They talk about how this technology could work, but it... It won't it probably never but, work. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting, and I don't think I would have ever picked up this book if I wasn't introduced to geek culture. So when you walk in, mm-hmm. they got this banner, and it's the sponsors of this show, MacStock, mm-hmm. and one of them is MyMac. Yeah. It says MyMac.com right on there, nice big logo. Do you feel a connection to that? Because in every respect, you were one of the reasons that MyMac even exists. Yeah, I mean, I look at it, and it... It feels familiar. It feels you like grew up I, with it. Yeah, like. It, but I mean, you were a direct influence. I, yeah. The reason I was never into computers. Mm-hmm. I was a car guy. You know, I had long hair. And <laughs> I was not at all like I am now. Yeah. Uh, I was easy to anger. Had a chip on my shoulder. Used to get in fights a lot. And then this little girl was born, and I held, and all that kind of stuff just kind of disappeared from me. But. One of the reasons that I got, actually the reason I got into computers initially is, I remember looking at you thinking, well, she's going to have to know how to use all this technology that seems to really be inundated in our society. This is, you know, early to mid-90s. Yeah. 
and not everybody had a home computer back then. It was still kind of an expensive thing. So I started doing some research, found out Macs were a little bit more intuitive and easy to use. Uh, that sounds good to me because I don't know crap about computers. Mm-hmm. So it was because of you specifically that I got the first computer. Um, it was kind of because of your mom ignoring me after you were in bed that my Mac started because it gave me something to do at night. Yeah. Um, but you were a direct influence on me getting into computers, me writing about stuff, and starting the original digital download My Mac magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you walk into a place like this and you see My Mac, there's your connection. Yeah. You're a big part of why that is there. Yeah, I mean, I walked in and I walked up to the counter to you know register and they were like we've been waiting for you yeah. they like knew who i was because of my last name robertson yeah 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 it's kind of a name here yeah i've been just coming to bit. this yeah. for a while so uh we've got the game show coming up you guys sticking around for that obviously of course. yeah yeah i don't know if i'm going to ask you any questions but i get i'll definitely give you some prizes because we've got <laughs> a big box of stuff <laughs> Um, unfortunately, it's I like iPhone X stuff, so that's not going to help you. you. You've got an iPhone I 7. I have a 7, yeah. Yep. You like it? You still use the uh, MacBook? Um, yeah, a fair bit amount or whatever. Um, I mostly just use it to game, game. right now because I'm not in school anymore, so I don't have papers to write. Or Okay, now going back to you, Michael, mm-hmm. when you think of technology... What does technology mean to you in your life? Is it phones? Is it computers? Game systems? What is the technology? When you think of tech, what is that? Uh, when I think of tech, I don't know. I guess it maybe started with computers for sure, but like I would relate that even to phones. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just computers in general and like the internet and just like communication, being able to communicate like to everyone around the world you know, in an instant. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a huge thing that's happened to human society in recent times. So, that's yeah. usually what I go to, like the main broad. Well, you got to realize, and I don't know if people out there realize this, that when it comes to online communication, it's not about computers anymore. It's about phones, which, of course, the phones are computers. We call them phones, but they're really portable yeah. computers. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Brooke over here and I were watching this morning because I told her about. I remember when Steve Jobs was on stage showing this these three products, and then he reveals this one product. Mm-hmm. It was the iPhone. And Brooke says, were you there? And I said, yeah, I was in that audience. <laughs> um, you know, they do a couple quick audience pan shots, but I never spot myself in there, which is a bummer. And Guy Searle over there, that was his first San Francisco Mac World Expo. Mm-hmm. When we were telling you the story of finding the Chinese restaurant and oh, all that, yeah. Yeah. That, was the, that was the expo. So I was there when Steve Jobs unveiled it, and I knew immediately, as soon as I saw this thing, that this is going to change the world. It yeah. really is going to change everything. Not necessarily the iPhone itself, but the idea of having a small computer mm-hmm. that you can access the actual Internet with, mm-hmm. um, having all these different apps eventually... What do you think, though, is, and you, she's going to get it wrong and so will you, mm-hmm. what do you think the killer thing is about that device that makes it, that made people want to get it and still use it to this day? The touch screen. You think it's the touch screen? I think it's the touch what do you camera. Think? He got it right. Dang. It's absolutely the camera. <laughs> the camera is the hidden thing on phones. Everybody uses them. Everybody wants them. Mm-hmm. That camera has effectively killed the digital camera market, yeah. even the professional camera market to a certain extent. Brooke over here, we got the swap meet thing going here at MacStock. Mm-hmm. People bring in old stuff. She got a, a Mac Mini, a monitor, an adapter so we can plug in a VGA monitor to it. 
she got a whole computer system here. Yeah. Right? Which is cool. You know what she's really excited about? These little lenses she can put on her iPhone to get macro and <laughs> close-ups. That's what she's playing with. Well, so, she was talking about earlier, she wanted to get the new phone just for portrait. For, yeah. Just for portrait yeah. mode. So it really is the camera. Yeah. It's, it's the camera that changed everything. It was the it was the first time that you can get a camera on a phone, mm -hmm. and it was an actual camera. It wasn't the, you know, I have to point, click. Well, with the flip phones. Well, the flip phone cameras are terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, I <laughs> found a couple of old photos that I had taken with mm -hmm. my last flip phone. And I thought, this is pretty cool, a little camera. <laughs> it is terrible. Yeah. Now you look at, I mean, it's fantastic photography. I mean, they're shooting movies. Yeah, yeah we the, saw the movie. What was that movie? Uh, Unsane. Unsane. They shot the whole was... thing with an iPhone camera. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it, it's fantastic. And it we're is. still at the infancy. When you think the original iPhone came out in 2007. Yeah. yeah, we're 11, 11 years, years into this. Where's it going to be in another, another 11 years? Yeah, you know. So the technology is there. Here's the problem with it: it's being used for both good and evil. That's true. I honestly thought more people are going to be connected. More people are going to learn the truth about whatever. No more lies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have access to actual information, mm -hmm. and when people have access to knowledge. As a race, we get better. As a human race, we get smarter. Mm -hmm. uh, we get closer together. We realize that we don't have as many differences as we thought we did with someone in another country, for instance, or someone with a different religion, or someone fill in the blank. Hasn't really been the case. It has in some respects. Mm -hmm. People are listening to this right here all over the globe. Yeah. You know, I have listeners that listen to Tech Fan literally all over the planet. If there's a continent, there's someone there listening to Tech Fan. <laughs> so we've got seven listeners. <laughs> um, so you would hope that that kind of technology would bring people closer together. And I think it has for a lot of respect. But I think it's also done that, but the dark side of that. So the people with the stupid, easily disproving theories, like flat earthers, right? Oh, yeah. Or um, children were not slaughtered in a school that was made up. Or like a children Sandy Hook. with like yeah, but like vaccinations right. being exactly yeah. it's bad it's for a you. Platform for like yeah. anyone to just go off yeah. on. So it's it's allowed the fringe mm -hmm. to find each other and to latch on these stupid things and become dangerous because of it. Mm -hmm. So is society any better because of this technology? I don't know. I mean, there's always pros and cons to everything. Yeah, but I would have hoped at this point in time... It'd be more pros and cons. It'd be more pros. And I, pro I think it probably is. I you always hear the, the bad things. Was, yeah. Oh, my God, you know... It's easier to see. The, a kid was just kidnapped, or there's so many... You, you look at the uh, the website that shows where convicted sex crime yeah. offenders are in your area, and you think, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Yeah. They always were. We just we have just access to the yeah. information now. There's always something bad going on in the world and we have a 24-hour news cycle mm -hmm. that they're got to fill that with something sometimes it's cool where the kids in uh, what was it panama or oh the thai it was in thailand thailand so yeah, yeah. they get cave. stuck in a cave and i don't know how it was nine days before they found them and they were right they hadn't they're had okay. anything to eat or or less they were eating something i don't want they, they must have had found something, had something yeah well there was one child Granola missing bars, so maybe, maybe it was you know. i'm kidding <laughs> I, I was, I was like, like there, was lots there, there was a fat kid yeah. and he didn't make it <laughs> no I'm kidding that's terrible I'll brook last over there <laughs> so 
you know, those are positive stories, it, but it could have gone either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have found them and it would have been too late or they could have got there and some of them might have, but obviously it was a very positive thing, but yeah. yet there's negative about that story. Elon Musk wanted to send a little yeah, submarine down there. They're like, that's not going to help us. They're like, you they don't know what you're it. doing. Go away, Mr. Yeah. Glory Hound. You're just going yeah. for PR. And like, well, and the, we'll leave it here just in case. And then he called one of the rescuers a, a, a pedo. Pedophile. And I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. He, he tweeted that out. I'm he apologized saying, later, but the guy's already suing him. So you get, again, the positive and the negative. Now, that's not any different than things that ever were before, mm-hmm. but we were more segmented back in the day. Yeah. Right. It's bigger now. It's a, You see the whole world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? You get politicians that flat out lie, which is easily disproven. You just look online and find yeah. out what the actual answer is. You find out, well, that's not true at all, but yet the people that like this politician believe everything he says, and they don't care that he's lying. So because they don't care enough to look it up. True. Um, well, they or don't they want to. Don't believe he's lying, which is maybe right. worse. Um, <laughs> so you get all these fringe, weird things that make it to the mainstream now. Mm-hmm. So that's all because of technology. Yeah. Mm. So there's good and bad. What's your hope, Rachel, for going forward with technology? Is there something in technology you would like to see come to the forefront? I mean, I don't know. Like... When you think of your phone, does it not do something you wish it would do? I'll give you an example. Brooke and I are here mm-hmm. in uh, McHenry. Mm-hmm. We want to do something. Yeah. I pull up my phone and say, show me things to do near me. Well, I just get crappy TripAdvisor things, yeah. and that doesn't help. I want to know what's going on right now near me, something to go do. Yeah. That, I, there, that service doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like right now I have what I need so unless I mean it's not really a phone issue it's more like service issue sometimes where it just doesn't doesn't work as well work um but I could pretty much get everything I need right now that I need like I don't need I don't know would be really cool is if you could like if they were advertising something and you could like have sent to go with it but I don't think that's ever going to happen yeah, I, and, that would be and I think that would be rife for prank, too. So. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's Michael, true. you're into gaming. Yep. Is there anything in the gaming world that you would like to see evolved? I'm I'm guessing maybe VR or AR. Yeah, yeah VR would be really cool. Um, I haven't gotten my hands on like a headset yet, but, man, I really want to try mm-hmm. one. From, I've watched like a lot of videos. Um, I forget the name of this company, but they've been making... They started making, like... Uh, videos just short videos on youtube and then one of them got really into vr and so he's been developing games i've just been watching how he like goes through like the locomotion and like all the movements and stuff it's really complicated but it, it's very uh, interesting to see where it'll end up brooke and i you want to come over and talk about this the vr thing that we saw in ann arbor so there was this uh she broke her screen to the iphone and i, I podcasted about we took it into the uh, apple store yeah and it took I made an appointment. I figured we'd get in and out. No. Well, we were at that mall for how long, Brooke? You got to get a little closer. Six hours. Six hours. Yeah. Mm. And at so the Ann Arbor Mall. The Ann Arbor Mall. Uh, That's a like, pretty nice mall. I mean, though. it's nice. I just feel like sometimes there's nothing. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a dad. I don't want to be at a mall for six hours. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although they did have this kind of, what was that ice cream thing? It was like you put it on the. Some it, deep freeze kind of thing. Like this big metal plate. Oh, and, and they make it into a rose or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. They pour the cream on there and mm-hmm. it turns into ice cream and they scrape it off yeah. with a scraper. That was really 
You got yeah. one, uh, the cereal one. Yeah, the Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. You got Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> I think mine was a s'more or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that was what it was. They were really good. Anyways, while we were waiting for that or while we were eating that, they had this little roped off area mm -hmm. where they had VR games. And you put on the VR helmet, you got this little area to roam, ar roam around, and it's like a shooter. Hmm. And it was two of them, wasn't it? Or yeah. was it more? I think it could have been more, but they had two. Yeah. They had one little kid and an adult. And so that's the kind of... What, what did you think about watching that? Is it something that you kind of wanted to do sometime? Or? I mean, it looked it looked cool, but like, they took a while to set up, too, with everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the more accessible it gets, the like it won't take as long to set up. Yeah. yeah. They'll figure out I know a they way have. to Sorry. not... To, I don't know. Well, I know they have like arcades right now. Even like there's like VR arcades right. you can yeah. go to. You spend like a certain amount of money and you get to play for like uh, two hours or so. Well, we went so, by. Um, well, first we what was that a game? What was that game place we went to yesterday? What was that? Do you remember the name of it? Mm. Game Spot or yeah, something, something like that. Like and uh, and then we went to Legoland and we realized I don't. Do you know it costs like twenty dollars to go through Legoland? Yeah. Why? Because of all the structures, I think. The, like all everything they make out of the Legos. It's that was dumb. Yeah. If it was maybe three bucks to get in, fine. We could walk through and oh look Legos. But yeah, twenty bucks. I'm like they're out of their mind. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Game Spot. It was something like that though. Yeah. Anyways, we went and they had this VR thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. It, in some respects, it's kind of cool. But see, I've actually used VR uh, a couple times, and I've had I have the little Google Glass thing that you can put yeah. your phone in and you can get mm -hmm. VR that way. And that's kind of neat, and you can look around, but you can't really control anything. No. It's on rails, which is neat, but not at the same time. I was in, um, I don't know if it was NAM or CES. I, was, I think it was CES in Vegas. And the booth behind us, when I was working there, mm -hmm. had this big VR thing going on. And so you sit on, ostensibly, an exercise bike. But they had rigged it up with these sensors, and then you put the whole VR helmet on, and you're on a roller coaster at first that you get off and you kind of have to pedal this bike. So you get the motion and the bike moves. It kind of made me nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing because your body isn't actually moving, but your senses are saying yeah. you are moving. Mm -hmm. And your senses are going, you're falling to the right. And your body's like, I'm totally not falling to the right. I don't know what you're talking about. You're stupid. Um, are you having a seizure? What's going on up there? And but you're So you're getting that conflict. Part of your senses are saying this is happening, and the other part of your senses are saying it's totally not happening. So you get that vertigo kind of queasiness in your stomach. You're like, I don't think I like this. Does that worry you at all? Yeah. I mean, I was watching this one video where uh, this company was trying to make a multidimensional like, treadmill so you could walk like any direction. And right. Go that way. I think it was called and Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> and like the treadmill would reset the guy that was like playing it. It would reset him to the center. But there was like a delay from when he would walk to when it would reset him. Right. So he'd stop, so but he'd still lag. be moving. And he said he got really nauseous. Yeah. And I yeah. know like motion sickness in general is a big problem. Well, lag is going to be because until the computers and the software are real time. Yeah. With the hardware that's moving for you. Right. That's the thing when you're walking around in a VR game and you're not actually walking. Mm -hmm. It just seems weird because you can use a controller and you're moving your guy, right. but you're your like body is like, yeah. no, I'm not totally not moving. Yeah. Why? Why are you telling me I'm moving? I'm not moving. Stop it. Um, so that that's. I think the VR technology is cool. Do you think AR has 
the chance to be anything. Apple is putting their money on AR, and I'm not convinced that AR is that big of a deal outside of the advertising industry. Yeah, I think advertising would be a big thing. I watched uh, a short video, and it was like this woman was sitting on a bus, and everything was virtual reality. Like when she went to the store, she could like pick stuff. She wouldn't pick anything up, but she would like right. put it to her cart, and or, or it was AR, sorry. And so like she could just interact with everything through these glasses. I thought that seemed pretty cool, but at the same time, there was always these ads like flying in her face right. and just like, it kind of took away from the world almost. I, I think know? that, here, I think the problem is you have to wear glasses and we don't want to do that as a society. Mm-hmm. What if you already wear glasses? Do you got to have granny glasses that go over that? <laughs> you know, those big thick ones that... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like so, when you go to a 3D movie, right. you wear glasses and you have to wear two pairs of glasses and it's... It's terrible. Terrible. So here's the question, though. If it does require glasses, and we just accept that eventually, and it just works, Mm -hmm. and there's no wire, it's just wireless, if you're grocery shopping, Mm -hmm. and you have a certain list, you input the list on your phone, now that list is communicating with your glasses, as you're going down the aisle, bing, and it shows you, it, it, it blinks on the shelf where you're supposed to pick something up. Yeah. Or the product virtually comes off and hovers in front of you, like, hey, this is on your list, it's right here, do you want it? I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Or you can look at something that can give you nutrition. Mm-hmm. It can give you, hey, this is on sale. Or, hey, by the way, the one right next to it, the store brand is $3 cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that has the possibility, anyways, of being game-changing. Yeah. yeah. That's not games. That's no. not. I don't know how you do AR games that are other than, hey, a dinosaur just broke in here and it's attacking yeah. us. And we're <laughs> working collaboratively, running around. And we're not going to run into tables. You know, our sen- all all of our senses are working together. We're moving around this room. Yeah. We just see a virtual dinosaur that's in here going to attack us. All I can think of is like laser tag. Yeah, like AR laser tag. That, something like that would be pretty cool. But I don't think that the technology. I think the technology is too expensive. Yeah, for it to be limited true. to that. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I, I'm personally I'm. Here's one of the reasons I don't play too many modern games. I'm tired of the shooter. Yeah. It's like everything's a stupid shooter. That's why I like Zelda so much. It right. wasn't a shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even have to engage in combat if you don't want. You can take off running. It's also just like so much fun to explore. There's well, it's an open whole, world. I mean, the world is just well, filled with stuff. I mean, there's a lot of open world games out there now, and it's just like they're just empty. There's yeah. not much to do. Right. But like well, Zelda, like there's something around every, every corner. corner. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you were saying, it felt like the, a real world. Yeah. One of the designers of the game was obsessed with climbing trees. Yeah, that's all he would do is he just would climb just trees. He climb trees because he was like, he you never know what you're going to find in a tree. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I got back into gaming. Mm-hmm. I started in gaming when gaming was invented with the Atari 2600. Yeah. Um, I got back into gaming in 2002 with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, I took you, it was just you and I, went to Toys R Us, I bought a PS2 and Grand Theft Auto after mm-hmm. watching the commercial for it. I went that weekend. Because yeah. back then, every weekend, you'd come to my house. Yeah. And uh, I went out there and bought it, and it was game-changing. I remember just driving around in Grand Theft Auto. It's this Opal. I wasn't running over the hookers like everyone likes to make I, it out. I, I would I would run over everything when I got to play. <laughs> yeah, but that to... was also because I was so little. I just yeah. Well, I, that game cooked me fun. in because it had a lot of '80s nostalgia. It took place yeah. in the '80s, yeah. so I knew all the music, and the commercial itself had a flock of seagulls song going on. I'm like, I'm in, <laughs> and so I went out and bought the system in the game. I think I spent three hundred and fifty, three hundred seventy five dollars for it all. Mm-hmm. 
And I got home and I started playing. I stayed up way too late that night. I had to work the next morning, but I didn't care. And I'm just driving a car as the sun's going down in this game. And I was just like, this isn't just a game. This is art. This is, this mm, is something else. Sure. I think that AR and VR needs a game that has that moment yeah. that transcends yeah. the gaming experience up to that point. Yeah. It, it, it opens people's eyes and minds and goes, this is the future of video games. I don't think it's had that yet. No, from what I've seen, like a lot of VR is like, you know, fighting zombies. Or, right, it's or the right. same. Well, they're just taking what works yeah. currently. Yeah. But here's the, my problem with modern gaming that's going on right now. They haven't evolved it mm-hmm. beyond what it was once the PS1 came out. It's a third-person or a first-person shooter. It's the same type of games. Oh, it's a platformer. It's There's good games in those categories, don't get yeah. me wrong, but we haven't had a transformative gaming experience since then. It's been the same. It's We're iterating on what's come before. Look yeah. how realistic it looks. Nah, okay. But, I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, I'm using this controller to run around and shooting zombies. Yeah. Or running over a hooker. Yeah. Right? I think AR has a chance of and we can't figure out what it is right now because we don't know what it is. It hasn't been invented. But I think AR or VR, one of those two, I like the concept of AR better because VR completely, you're in a whole different world. You're sitting there. You're not interacting. Like if you're watching Michael play yeah, I'm just a VR watching game, you're just watching him. You headset. can't even. <laughs> right. You can see it on the yeah, TV. Right. But, but it's it, going to be different. It's going to be different. Yeah. So what do you think, Brooke? Do you think AR has a better chance of doing something because look, let's be honest. You're, you're the next generation. That's going to be. Right. Do you think AR or VR? I would say VR. VR. You think that has more of a transformative opportunity yep. than AR does? Yeah. How come? I mean, more more people know what VR is. I mean, you you hear it all the time in school. People are talking about it. How they have the new headset. For well, that's. It. I mean, that's true. But I mean, if they advertise more, right? AR could be something. I think VR is going to be bigger just because it is more immersive and because you're you're really so in in Into it and I think game, that experience yeah. alone is going to take people's, you know, breath away. Like you were saying when it right. gets to that level where it, it is art, I think that will happen for sure. So you all agree that it's probably VR. Yep. Yeah. I I kind of think so too, but I would rather it be AR mm-hmm. because then it's more of a shared collaborative experience. I mean, they'll probably have games eventually in VR that you could play with multiple players. You do, you can now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Star but Wars Battlefront VR, you can of... play that with different people. And yeah. How's it going, Mr. Guy Cyril? Doing fine. Good. I'm See, not towering over anybody. So, so this is this is how you set up a podcasting rig, by the way. No, it's not one cord. I don't even have the computer plugged in. <laughs> I want it to be as complicated and, and look as cool as possible. This is like, oh, it's you're aesthetic. podcasting. Uh, well, you can have your show like edited and online and people listening to it, and I'm still plugging stuff in. Right. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this segment. i got to go check on Robo Larry because that's at uh, now, actually. So Yeah. Uh, we'll be back later. Rachel, Michael, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.